Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022. And I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. You just heard my guest pop in. He's out there. He, we're bringing someone back to the show who was actually on. At this point, it'll be like two years and a month ago he was on the show when you when y'all hear this but it's been about two years since he was on the program and so we wanted to circle back and talk about what's been going on with for him and you know he has some topics near and dear to his heart he wanted to make sure he brings forward and so i am just excited to have justin dobbins back on the show justin first appeared on the show it was episode well depending on the platform you listen to it on because i've discovered lately that apple has added a number to everything. I think it's because there's something to do with I could add a trailer. I don't know. Anyway, it's episode 92 that I recorded. You may find it as 93 out there, but 92, 93 is is Justin's first appearance. And you're going to want to hear his whole story once you listen to today, if you haven't already. But Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we're sitting down again, man. It's nice to have you back. It's It feels like old home when people circle back to the show. So it's a good thing for me and I think for the listeners out there to hear what's been going on for everyone. So, you know, we're going to, you know, just get into it, man. But let, let's start because I I know it may be hard to believe, but there may be some people that have not heard every episode of this show. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't like to think that that's possible, but apparently it I wouldn't is, think so. You know, right? No, huh? I, yeah. I don't know what they're missing out on if they haven't. But let's let's give people a, a quick recap. You were on the show in August of 2020. But obviously, your journey and your life started long before then. I'm not, I'm not calling you yes, old sir. man, but because I'm, <laughs> I'm an old man. But I'll but, be 44 in a couple of weeks, so I mean, that's not too bad. See, I got five years on you, so well, there you go. You know, we're going, we're, we're, you know, we're just a couple guys sitting down. But I keep, think that quote unquote old is after 50, right? Right. I think it keeps moving. The number okay, keeps there moving. Go. There we go. We're good. <laughs> so let let's give people a. a <laughs> I, I, this feels so weird saying it, but give people, you know, a, a synopsis, a recap of, okay. of where your life took you up into the last time you were on the show. Um, let's see. Uh, so my, my pre-story was I started out um, December 2018. I was about 700 pounds around. Um, I almost ended my life that December. Um, I decided that, you know, I did not want to do that. And... Um, I turned my life around. I cleaned up my diet. I kind of started out, you know, keto based, um, in the very beginning. Um, I was very much a food addict. So I knew that that was going to be my number one problem and always had been was food. Um, so the first nine months of 2019, um, I, I cut sugar out January 22nd, 2019. I still to this day have not had candy bar, bread, potatoes, any, I haven't gone off my nutrition plan at all um, since that day. Um, so that first nine months was just getting my head wrapped around the fact that, you know, I'm going to live this low carb lifestyle from now on. 
you know, I've, I've had my party with sugar. I'm done with that. Um, and that this will be the way I live. Um, and so by December, by September, 2019, um, I'd lost 170 pounds in right around eight months. Um, and then that September I added DDP yoga to my routine and, uh, dropped an additional 80 pounds that year. So 2019, I dropped 250 pounds with just, you know, clean, you know, diet, nutrition or nutrition and working out. So, um, 2020 started, um, same thing. I just kept knuckling down. Um, I entered, uh, Vance's challenge, which is, uh, it's a weight loss challenge. that starts March of the first, you know, March. And then it runs until, um, the first guy loses a hundred pounds or the first woman loses 50 pounds. And so, um, I was the first winner in 2020. Um, I went from four fourteen to three fourteen, And I, so I lost that hundred pounds from March to September of that year. Um, and then I spent from that September, of 2020 until that December trying to get below 300. So that last, you know, 16 pounds or so took almost six months. Um, and so I got down to 297 pounds. So a total loss in 695 days, I lost 401 pounds just with nutrition and exercise. Which is incredible. I think at the time you were on the show, you were down like 370 or 360, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, yes, sir. you know, you kind of kept that, which to some people, you know, let, let's be realistic. Hearing that you lost 401 pounds is the starting weight for a lot of people out there. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's you. a lot of times, you know, especially I have guys on the show and they're like, you know, I had this realization that, you know, I lost, I lost a human being, you know, I lost, you know, when they lost, they lose 170 pounds, 200 pounds, you know, they get into like the 250, 300. They're like, I lost a pretty chubby human being. You know, you lost, you know, two high school football players, right? Like you you lost two high school football players or, you know, someone's very chubby before weight. Like, you know, that's, you know, a a significant accomplishment. Like before we kind of move on to where you went from there, like I'm, what was it like? Because I think, especially when you've been significantly overweight, um, specifically, you know, women feel it too, but I think for some reason for guys, like seeing that 200 number is has has a weight to it no pun intended like what was it like for you you know to see that happen and what was it like to actually go through it like because it's i know it's not all sunshine and rainbows well i i it was kind of crazy i actually hit that 200 number um while i so in 2020 i had actually placed as a third place finalist in the ddp yoga positively unstoppable challenge And that was a contest to turn your life around, you know, doing DDP yoga. You know, it was kind of a weight loss contest, but it was also like a transformation contest. Um, And so I placed third in that. So I actually hit my weight loss goal while I was down there. Like I, I honestly didn't think it was going to hit. And, you know, my whole, my whole world was just to get to that 300 or below. Um, And, you know, what they don't tell you is, you know, you just automatically think, Hey, I'm going to lose this weight. My life is going to change. Everything will be sunshine and rainbows. And right around the time I was on your show last, um, it wasn't a month later. Um, I was diagnosed with extreme PTSD, body dysmorphia, um, and, you know, several other, you know, very high anxiety. Um, 
had some old ADHD stuff from when I was a kid pop back up. Um, it was just a complete, um, it was just a complete, I hate to say it, but like a mental flush. Um, I, you know, I'm dealing with self-esteem. I'm dealing with um, confidence that I've never had. Um, and so that summer of 2020 was really bad. I was very irritable, um, very just uh, not myself. Um, and, and, and one of the other things too is like, when you go from what I call the super heavyweight division or, you know, just being there, you're, I mean, when you hit a certain weight, you're a presence. You're just not, you're not, to me, I never, I no longer felt human at that point. Um, I was just there, but now I'm able to be active. So you have to, you, it's not just a physical. I mean, when you're that way and you're that way all of your life, you're always, and now you're fit. You have to, I've said it once and I'm sorry, I have to segue into this. I made one hell of a physical transformation. I will never take away from that one. I mean, I, I don't even look like the same person anymore, but I've had to make four or five dozen mental transformations because you can't think the same way. Your core beliefs. I mean, some of your core beliefs are the reason you got that big. So you're having to rip something out of your core that you've believed, you know, you believed in your whole life. And now you got to throw that away and now you've got to put something else in that place. And so these are the things that, you know, these are a lot of things that people don't want to talk about or they don't think about, but because you are, I am a new person from where I was two years ago. I'm a new person from where I was a month ago because it's a, it's a, it's a constant transformation. Well, unless, and let's also kind of like put some of that, some of it into perspective too, or get your perspective on it. You know, when you're, pushing 700 pounds that there's something there you know when you decide you need to make change when you're at, at a weight like that it's evident you know like you said you know I, I had a guest recently you know who was well over 500 pounds and talked about he went from existing to living you know he doesn't describe that life as as he wasn't really living a life he was there and alive but wasn't really participating so that physical transformation you know, it's very easy, you know, that I guess the better way to, I guess what I'm getting to is like, you can look at someone who's 700 pounds and say, okay, they need to make changes. You know, there's something there that needs to change. But I think, you know, you hit on, on something that's really big and that, you know, again, I feel like I, I keep making these puns, um, not intentionally, but the idea that, you know, when you're 700 pounds, when you're 600 pounds, even over 500 pounds, there's more going on than just the relationship with food. You know, there, there's more there. And we don't always, you know, immediately say, let's work on that side of it. We start with, okay, what do we need to change physically to keep you alive, you know, and, and get you back into life and all of those pieces? Like, when when did the awareness come to you? Okay, you know, because you talked about your diagnosis. Like, when did you get to a point that you said, I need to get this mental side of this in check? I need to work on this. I need to find out what's going on. You know, how did that come, you know, for lack would, of a better term on your plate? I would just, uh, you know, that's that summer of 2020, I was, my irritability was through the roof. Like it didn't take anything to set me off. And then, and then once I was triggered. So the way I explain PTSD in my experience is say you wake up in the morning, it's a good morning. Everything's going, you're on schedule. 
you take the dog for you take your dog for a walk. This dog's your best friend, and somebody walks up out of the blue and just kicks your dog. Okay, your day is great up until that point. And now the only thing that I can think about, and this is my experience with PTSD. Now, the only thing that is going to consume my time and energy is thinking about that person kicking my dog and what I'm going to do to them and how I'm going to fix this. And it's all rage and hate. It's all anger. And so I am hyper fixated for days on this one little minute event, because at some point in my, my past that, that traumas that, that triggers. And so now I'm hyper focused. I will, I will, I would put my family to the side and I would, I would snap and bark at everybody. I would just be a hateful person by myself. I did not want anybody around. Um, And then by the third or fourth day, shame comes in because by the third or fourth day, I realized that, man, I'm hyper fixated on this one thing that had no bearing on the last three days, but my, I have ruined three days of my life because I've been consumed with this one thing. And now the shame comes in and now I have to apologize to my family for being hateful for four days. And then it gets to get better. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. And now I feel guilty because now I've lost three or four days with my family and my life, but I can't do anything about it. And then boom, seven days later, I have another blow up and I'm, I'm, I'm wretched for four or five more days. And it's a cycle and the shame and the guilt builds up and it builds up. And finally that summer I'd go days where I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. The the slightest thing would set me off, but to public, you know, I'd put on a big smile on my face, you know, because I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm supposed to be this happy person, but you know, inside I'm just mad. And I finally told my wife that August of 2020, I'm like, I need to go talk to doc. And so, I sat down with my doc. Um, he's been my doc through this whole thing. We talked about it. Um, he had talked to me about a few things and he said, okay, he goes, well, we need to have a real serious conversation because just in the last 20 minutes, you've hit several of the trigger, several of the earmarks that we look for, for PTSD patients. So my doc is trained to look for those because, you know, he's with the Northeastern tribal healthcare system in Miami, Oklahoma. And so they, they're trained to look for that. And he goes, you've hit, you know, X amount of the, you know, signs of PTSD. And I'm like, well, no, that's, that's dumb. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I've never had anything like that. And evidently your body, (laughs) your body's not made to lose that kind of weight. Uh, It's a transition period. And the way it was explained to me was even patients that have like gastric bypass have to have the psychological eval ahead of time because it is traumatic to lose that kind of weight because you're here. Now you're there, you know, here I am barely able to function during the day. And now I'm doing complex yoga moves two years later, you know, like barely able to walk across the house to no physical limitations. Um, so it was, we talked and he said that, we probably had a few more other issues going on because he said, how do you feel about yourself? You know? And at that point it's like, I just got to keep working. You know, I just got to keep working. And it, it, it wasn't like at that point, you know, like you said, like we'd said, I, I, I'd lost 360, 370 pounds at that point. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd done enough. Um, but I still had that. I had to get below 300. 
I had to do this. I had to do that. And it was a constant drive. And so that's when we decided that I really needed to talk to somebody. I needed to get into some counseling. I needed to get some therapy. And uh, he referred me to a killer therapist and we dug into it and started. We did all kinds of therapies and all kinds of different, um, you know, PTSD treatments. Uh, we did EMDR, we did journaling, we did meditation. Um, and honestly, it, the, the, the counseling and stuff really was, it was rough. Um, not a cakewalk. Um, I've said this a hundred times. If there was somebody that could wave a magic wand that said, Hey, I'll fix all your mental problems, but we're going to put 400 pounds back on you and you have to lose that again. I would do that in a heartbeat because I know it's only going to take me less than two years. If I had the same knowledge to lose the weight, I could get it done quicker. I'm sure. And then have a, you know, have my mental health fixed. But um, I've, I've worked, I put in more time on the mental health than I ever did losing the weight because it's an everyday, all day exercise. You know, it's not just at meal times and exercise time. It's 24 hours a day. Which I, I think you hit on something really, really powerful there that I, like you said, we don't necessarily discuss openly enough. And that's the idea that weight loss, especially significant weight loss, is trauma. You know, it is, it, it hits the definite, it's, you know, I think some people listening to this are probably like, yeah, but you know, like you said, you went from barely being able to walk across the room to now you're doing all these things. How can that be trauma? Everything should be great. You know, in, in some ways it's like when someone wins the lottery and their life falls apart, like there's this expectation on the outside of how things are supposed to be, but then there's the reality of going through it and what that, the impact of that change, especially, you know, look at, look at how, like you said, your, your transformation was less than two years, like to go from this place where you had been at for so long, you know, when the body develops, you know, we're like the, you know, immovable objects hitting an irresistible force. Like you've been stationary in that place for so long and now to be moved into this new place almost violently, you know, again, going back to the definitions of the words, like it, it makes sense that there's something there, you know, and I think more people need to hear, you know, your message that if these are things, these are things you're seeing in yourself, being open to talk about that and being open to seek the help that you need is really important. And, you know, I know I don't want to cut you off, but I have another thought I'm coming to. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. No, I was going to say, like, because I think you, you also started to talk about, you know, the challenges of going into the counseling, like how when your doctor was telling you, you know, I'm seeing these signs of PTSD, I'm seeing these other signs, like, was there a relief to have a diagnosis or was it more, oh, goodness, what do I need to do now? You know, were you open immediately to the idea of therapy or was it something you felt, you know, some resistance to? Um, I'll be honest with you when doc, <laughs> our first meeting, we sat down and I said, look, in a doc, I want you to tell me what you think. I'll do what you tell me to do because that's what you went to school for. Um, so if you think it's this, don't, don't tell me you think let's be, you know, let's be honest with each other. You know, and, and I think in my first visit, he honestly didn't think that I was going to be able to lose the weight the way I did. It was my second appointment that I made him a believer. Um, he apologizes once in a while to me, um, you know, about and in the beginning. He's like, man, I just he goes, we just you know, we hear all the time that people are going to do it. 
But so anyways, when Doc said, I believe this is what you have, I was pretty open to therapy. I mean, it was bad. Like I was, I had been on anti-anxiety, anti-depression meds, uh, you know, Cymbalta, all that kind of stuff, you know, years before um, for depression and anxiety and whatnot um, with all the little sub rider pills that go with it for your symptoms. And, you know, there was a few times they got me up on some of the up to some pretty dangerous amounts because of my size. You know, when you're that weight, you know, weight plays a role in, you know, absorption of meds and stuff. And so they had me cranked up pretty high on some of that stuff. So I didn't want to do it again, but that's the point where I was at. I was like, I want to be medicated because I can't, I can't keep living like this. And that's when he suggested therapy instead of drugs, which I was very happy with because I'd always had bad side effects with all the, the meds and the therapy was the way to go. Um, you know, we did EMDR therapy, several different things. Um, she really kind of got me into self-diagnosis mode because I mean, it's just like diet and exercise. You got to do a little bit of research and you've got to learn some stuff before you can jump into it. And my first therapist was very good about, you know, giving me different things to try and do, um, at home. But my problem was instead of, Hey, I'm going to try meditation for this two weeks. It was, I'm going to add meditation to all the other stuff that she's already given me instead of, and, uh, it was about nine months in, I finally went in there and blew up, told her, you know, I, this is stupid. This isn't working. I'm going to do it my way. And she said, well, what's your way? And I, I led, listed it out to her and she just sitting there smiling. And I was like, well, I don't know what you're smiling about. And she had me figured out by like meeting number three. And she knew that I would have to get to the point, just like my weight, where I would have to try it my way. And I would have to go into a self-diagnosis mode. I would have to build my own mental toolbox to, to, you know, to fight and go through the different things that come up with the different, you know, PTSD things. You know, I don't, I don't typically trigger too much anymore um, with that. It's more anxiety that gets me. I can, I can more or less keep, keep my symptoms and my triggers down to where, instead of having a bad day, I might have a bad hour. Um, you know, and that, that's, that's big. Um, uh, and going back to it, I highly recommend nowadays when somebody messages me about, Hey, I'm, I'm this amount overweight or whatever. I highly recommend they get into counseling right off the bat too. Um, or, or start talking to somebody as they start losing the weight. Um, I would absolutely, if I had to go back, I would absolutely got into talking to somebody therapy wise when the symptoms first started popping up instead of waiting till they got so bad. Mm -hmm. And what, so obviously, you know, you said there was a smile on her face, you know, when you came up with your way to deal with it, Yeah. you know, what was, what was it like from there? Um, it was good. Um, we, we kept up our meetings for, so for the first few, first few months, I was in every week, every session, you know, every, once a week session, she didn't want me to go much past seven to 10 days because I was, I was pretty hair triggered with my PTSD and stuff. And so, um, I'd have an appointment about every seven to 10 days. Um, and then at that point I, I would still do a little bit of the journaling. Um, and, she was fine with that. And we went to two week meetings. Um, and I got real cocky the spring, uh, spring, early summer of 2021. Um, 
I decided I could do it on my own. And I went that whole summer. Life was good. Um, I thought I was just killing it. And then fall time came around and I guess it was seasonal depression. So fall of 2021 that came around and kind of, kind of kicked at me a little bit. Um, and I did get back in. Um, and I, they put me with another therapist at this point. Um, they got somebody newer, they got somebody new in there. And so I started seeing her and, you know, sometimes switching it up's not bad. Uh, my first therapist really helped me get, you know, my, my mental toolbox built and, you know, how to identify triggers. Um, the new therapist, um, I pretty much go into self-diagnosis mode each meeting. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come up with a, a behavior or, you know, a trigger that I'd like to work on for that two week session. Um, and then I'll take notes on it. When we come back, we'll discuss how it went and, you know, how things are. And, you know, it's really been helpful having that third party to kind of go, now, why did you act like that? Or why did you, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, every once in a while, it's not very often, but every once in a while I'll have a meeting where I just don't want to be there. Um, but I feel like those are the days that I need to talk the most. So, and the, the days that I really need that session. And what was it like to feel yourself progressing? You know, talking about what your PTSD was like that summer of 2020 to what you, what you deal with now in terms of the things you put in place and from kind of your outside perspective, you know, how, what has that been like, you know, actually seeing progress and seeing change, like, you know, and like you said for, you know, you've been through at least five mental transformations. Like what is it no, like five, going five through? Dozen. <laughs> five dozen. Five dozen mental transformations. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what is it like? It's, for, it's, what it's, is it like to go through that? Man, it's weird because you, so one of the one of the odd things that happened with the weight loss is pretty much everything I enjoyed doing beforehand, like, you know, watching TV and movies. And, you know, I used to watch movies all the time. That was one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, you know, I just don't enjoy it. I don't, hunting, fishing, all that stuff I did before I lost the weight. I just don't enjoy anymore. Uh, I really haven't found that one pastime that is just like, this is what I want to do. Um so that's, I'm still fighting with it. Um, um, I'm much better now than I was. I'm not going to say that I don't have my bad moments from still time to time. Um, but the confidence is there. I'm, I'm a lot more confident than I ever was. I'm able to stand up for myself. Um, I'm able to walk into a room and I don't duck my head anymore. Um, that's been a big thing. And Part of me, you know, the the old fat guy living back in the back of corner, my brain still feels like it's arrogance sometimes, you know. Um, not it's confidence, you know. Um, learning is it, 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 it as frustrating as it's been for you know people around me, you know, going through the changes because I I know I've changed a lot and I know I know not everybody likes it, I guess, um, because it's an adjustment, you know, cause they, they got used to this one person, you know, and I know that gets frustrated, but it's like, you know, take a step back and imagine what it's like being me for just for like two or three minutes, because everything activity wise, or, you know, whatever that I used to enjoy now, I don't care. 
I mean, I, it, I'll go, but it's not fun. Um, so it's, it's been a learning. Yeah. And in a lot of ways too, it, it's amazing. You know, when you, I hear you talk about it, you know, there's so many parallels to the mental health work between the mental health work and the work on your physical health, you know, in terms of we, you know, you know, very well that as, as much work as we do on weight loss and working on our relationship with food and all of those things that it forever stays a work in progress and it forever stays something that you can acknowledge the progress and you can acknowledge the successes and should, you know, I think people don't do enough of that, you know, on either side of these issues, but in, in a similar way, it's like being able, being able to identify that there's not going to be a place where you sit down eventually and say, okay, every, every issue in my life from physical to mental and all these things are completely gone. And this is all completely done. And I don't need to think about any of them ever again. <laughs> that doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like you were saying like that wave a magic wand, you know, the magic wand doesn't exist. And it's, I think it's once we give up the hunt for the magic wand that we're able to start doing some of the real work you know, stop looking for magic pills, stop looking for, you know, the one thing. And I'm not, again, when I say stop looking for magic pills, I'm not telling people to not take medications they need or anything along those lines. I mean, literal magic pills. Um, that'll, that'll fix everything in one day. You know, it's giving yourself and also giving yourself the grace to, you know, get, go through and make mistakes and learn and be willing to grow. And, you know, that's a really, like you said, it's a really hard thing when, the things that used to captivate you before don't anymore. And now you have to learn what, what else, you know, what are going to be the things that take that place? That's, it's not like you can sit down, you know, I, I, when I work with, with clients on who deal with severe food issues and food addiction issues, and we sit down and we talk about, you know, what they get from food, you know, comfort, joy, relief, all of those things, you know, working to try to find other things to take that place that don't involve food it's almost like sometimes they can have an expectation of, you know, I sat down to make a, that list and it didn't happen in one day. So that list is never going to exist. And it's like, well, no, you know, it's going to be a lot of trial and error. It's going to be a lot of openness to trying new things. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be open to the idea of maybe there's, there's, there's help with issues that you need that goes well beyond what you're doing with food, you know, and that can be therapy or other treatments, things along those lines. Like what are those, you know, use finding the tools, you know, when, when your health becomes a priority, your overall health becomes a priority, not just one area, you know? So hearing, you know, that you've, you've really dove into all of this, you know, I, th I think is incredible and looking at what you've, what you've described as kind of before to where you are now, but conscious still of the battles that you face, you know, is also inspiring, I think, for people to hear. Yeah. And, and, and the, and the, the crazy part about the mental health thing is, as you know, you'll go like, I can go, you know, seven to 10 days, you think, okay. And it, it you know, it's the minute you kind of ease up a little bit, that's when it'll kind of get you. So, I mean, it's a, it's a constant work, but, but it's the practice. It's the, you know, getting the, and you're never, like you said, you're not going to fix it overnight. And the crazy thing about the mental health thing is, it's funny the way our brains work because it seems like once you get like, say you're working on a particular behavior you don't like, um, something you want to change, you know, a bad habit or something like that. Um, and you start working on that. 
And then you finally get to the point that you like, it's a constant focus. It's a constant focus. And finally it's gone. And then it's fun to sit back later and go, man, I don't did that in the first place, you know? Um, but then on the flip side, you're right. You absolutely have to have something to put in that place. So like if somebody's a food addict and they get gratification from food and that's their reward, you know, then they're definitely going to have to add something to it, you know? And the other, the other thing too, about, you know, the extreme weight loss deal is, you know, when you get to that point where you're trying to finish up, you're done losing, like you're done getting on the scale for those five and 10 pound victories. You know what I mean? Like when you're grinding out a half pound at a time, you know, that's when, that's when you're really tested um, when it's not coming off. And, and then, you know, that year or so that you're kind of floating around in maintenance mode, there's not that many victories there you know, where you've come off this big weight loss deal where it's victory after victory after victory, you get into maintaining and it's like, well, I ate right and worked out today. You know, I mean, it's, it, it just becomes life. So you, you do have to put something in there. Um, you know, my problem was I put the mental health in there and started grinding away at that, like I did my weight loss. But then there's such a thing. I, I feel like for me, there's such a thing as too much, you know, internal diagnosis. It's like not everything as a reaction to like, I smash my finger in the shop. I'm going to throw the hammer and swear. Well, I don't have to go into diagnosis mode. Why did I do that? Well, I was mad that I smashed my finger, but there have been times where, why did I react that way? And I will go into self-diagnosis mode and it was just a natural reaction. It was just anger. That was it. So I, I do think there is there, you can take it too far. Um, so it's it's all and it it's and it's all about even like the weight loss. It's all about finding that balance. Yeah, which is what I was you know one of the next things you know I was going to ask about is knowing having come through both of the you know I, that's even the wrong way to phrase it because I think one of the one of the problems out there that you even you know put you know said succinctly well you know that idea of starting to work on the mental side when you're working on the physical side is we separate the mental and the physical. You know, we have, we, we sit down and say, okay, I have to work on my mental health and I'm going to focus on that. And over here on the other side is my physical health and I'm going to work on that too, but they're not related. You know, we have for some reason this disconnect in our culture that problems of the mind have nothing to do with problems of the body and vice versa. Like what, as, as you've come through both of these journeys and where you're at now, what does that balance look like when it comes to taking care of your physical health and taking care of your mental health? Well, I, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I is like, as far as I would say right now, my, my focus, as far as like what I work on on a daily basis, I'm about 70%. I focus on my mental health now on the daily. Um, I don't really worry about exercising because I know at some point during the day, I'm going to get some sort of physical activity in. Um, I have a very, very physical job from day to day. Um, but the days I don't, I will grab a workout. Um, you were talking about grace earlier, and that was one of the things that um, has really come into play the last year or so is knowing that now that I've lost the weight and now that I've maintained the weight loss, it's, it's kind of, I'm no longer in a maintenance tile mode. It's like lifestyle mode. 
You know, I've gotten to the point where I don't have to think about my nutrition anymore. I know how I'm going to eat. I know what I'm going to eat. I know when I'm going to eat. I don't think about that. I finally got through my head that I don't have to do a heart pounding workout every day for an hour and a half because there's some days I might work eight hours out in the heat, you know, and that's enough of a workout to where, you know, some light stretching that night's okay. Um, you know, the other part of grace is I got down to that 297 pounds and tried to hold it around that 300 mark and come to find out a few months later that that wasn't healthy either, that when I was at 297 pounds, I've got 45 pounds or so of, of loose skin around my midsection. Um, there's some of that, uh, between the loose skin and some of that subcutaneous fat that you just will never lose and scar tissue, Doc said, I've got about 40 to 45 pounds that he goes, I don't care how hard you work out, you'll never lose it. And so at 297 pounds, I'm actually technically at 250. And at six foot seven with my musculature, that's too light. So I was eating at like a starvation mode or a starvation level to hang out at 300. So now my, my healthy weight is I stay right around 350. And that's, I mean, I didn't even have to think about maintaining that. You know, I can maintain that just with my nutrition. Um, so there's days where I know I have to eat three or four meals to keep up because my metabolism's actually reversed at this point to where I actually, I actually burn food now versus just storing it. So um, that, was, that was a hard thing to do, have to start seeing that scale go up 50 pounds. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a rough spot. But getting there and knowing that I have to eat X amount to, to function, you know, and to not lose my mind and go crazy. Because what I, I, you can tell now, <clears throat> you know, when you start getting hangry, I guess is the term. Uh, I never did that before, but that is definitely a term that I embrace now. <laughs> Which makes sense. And what impact do you, or do you think there has been an impact on all the work you've been doing on your mental health, on your ability to now maintain your lifestyle, like in terms of your health? Um, the, mental, the, the work on the mental health really has just been trying to get me to where I'm not a, a ball of anxiety, you know, to where I can function on the day to day and not, you know, have everyday little, little things that, you know, shouldn't, mess up my day or trigger me, mess up my day. Um, so it's, 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 it's still very much a work in progress. It's better than it was. Um, I lost my train of thought there. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're just talking about that, you know, the impact of, of your mental health work on oh. your physical work, but. Um, okay. Sorry. That's okay. I, I, I guess the, I guess, I guess in the beginning, I just, so, so the mental health versus on the impact, sorry. So the, the impact that I'd say that my mental had with my physical was I just really built that discipline in the beginning with my nutrition in my physical activity to where it, like I said, at this point I'm on autopilot with it. It's not a, it's not an issue anymore. Like I don't, like I don't go on vacation and worry about my diet. You know, I know wherever we go there, I'll find something that I can eat to stay with what I'll eat. You know, I still low carb, no sugar, um, high protein. Um, and, and, and 
so that that's that is one good thing was I was that definitely definitely mentally strong enough to build that discipline for that in the beginning and and that was going back a bit that's kind of been a struggle with the mental health work is you know with my nutrition I was black and white you know I'm not going to eat this I'm I'm going to eat this you know there's no shades of gray and with my workout plan it was black and white I'm going to do this workout you know at this time every day until my weight's gone and I've tried to attack my mental health with the same way and it there are there's about a million shades of gray when it comes to mental health work and you definitely have to be ready to move and move and you know it's that whole grace thing you've got to be willing to forgive yourself a bit you know like i said you go seven to ten days without a problem and then well now i'm triggered i'm having an episode you know this whole day is ruined we had this planned and then i start i still beat myself up about that where i should step back and go hey i had seven to ten good days i'm going to take this i'm going to work on this it'll be a bad hour and then i'll be ready to move on so that's that that's been you know getting that transferred over yeah and i'm curious because one of the things I know we talked about during our first conversation, obviously, was about, you know, your advice to people out there looking to make a weight loss transformation and kind of like what that looks like. You know, I'm curious from what you've been working on and what you've gone through, what, is, what are the things you want to say to the people listening who need to work on the mental transformation and maybe have some fear and trepidation of, of diving into that? You're, I mean... My best advice is you're just going to have to jump into it. Um, and honestly, I, I feel like my, my personal journey, I know I couldn't have fixed it on my own. Um, clearly, I couldn't lose I couldn't lose the weight on my own. I had to go research a nutrition plan. I had to ask questions. I had to talk to people. I had to do my research. And then I had to do the work. You know, same thing when it came to working out. I had to research. I had to find an exercise plan that, I knew I could work with. I knew I could keep doing. <laughs> um, and I, I went and researched and I did that. And then I did the work. And so it's the same thing with the mental health stuff. You know, um, you're just going to have to do the research. You're going to have to find, you know, that help, you know, no matter what it is. And then you're going to have to put the work in. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same, same cycle as losing weight. Um, but the, but it's, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's more important than even getting your food in check, getting your mind in check. Mm -hmm. Well, because let's, let's just be fully transparent. You know, like you said, if, if someone waved a wand and took away your, your mental health concerns, but put 400 pounds back on you, you know, the mechanics of losing 400 pounds. Yeah. Someone can go through the mechanics of losing weight. You know, I went through the mechanics of, of losing weight that first time and put it all back on because I did no work on the mental side. And I think it's when you lose it, especially when you lose a significant amount and don't do that work on the mental side, that you're not setting yourself up for success because the mental side of the things that were like you were, had mentioned before, were contributing to the weight side, you know, are not going to are not going to be gone. So you're going to be right back in that place. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 I chuckle a little bit because it, I immediately flashed to an SNL skit 
that they did. I think it was Adam Sandler was hosting and it was a travel company. And the, the ad for the travel company was basically, you know, he's talking about all these great trips to Italy and he's like, but I want you to understand that if you're not happy at home, you're not going to be happy in Italy. He's like, if you're an angry person at home, you're still going to be an angry person in Italy. If you're depressed at home, you're going to be depressed in Italy. So you got to work on, you know, like that's, yep. I think the same thing is there. Like if you're dealing with, with depression, anxiety, PTSD, mental issues of any kind, when you're 600, 700, 500, 400 pounds and you lose the weight, the weight going away doesn't magically transform the mental side. You know, it doesn't, it, you know, it can change your perspective on things. It can change your access to things. It can even be about working on some of the, the root causes of those things. But that work is still there to be done. And ignoring that work can just set you up to not have success in the long run. And that's why, you know, yep. one of the things when you reached out to, you know, when we were talking, you know, DMing about you coming back on the show, you know, the, one of the topics that came up was just the fact that mental health isn't talked about, you know, enough openly in, in the weight loss space when yeah. it really should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I know I wasn't in a good headspace getting to the weight I did and thinking that that was acceptable, you know, um, and it took some pretty extreme stuff for me to finally decide that I was worth turning it around. Um, and that, that I don't wish that on anybody. Um, so I, I definitely, I definitely feel like it's, it's one of those things that needs to be addressed and it's not, and I also, I also hate for it too. That's not like, Hey, you lost the weight. You should be happy happy. And that's, that's always crazy because it's like, you know, I, I wasn't really a happy person before. So why, I mean, cause I was, I was overweight. I was miserable. Everything hurt. So now I'm supposed to be magically happy when I've never really been, you know, happy before. So that's, that's always just kind of a crazy thing. Um, and but, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I just, I really, I really want, to get it out there that it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a sissy move to admit that you're having mental health issues. Uh, I'm a pretty good sized fellow. And if anybody wants to talk sideways with it, I like to do those kind of conversations face to face. Um, I have, I tell you what, it's been more painful working through the mental side work than it ever was, you know, trying to do the exercises even at 500 pounds. You know, because you're opening up a part of yourself to somebody and you're talking about it. But I'll be honest with you, when it's over, you feel better. And then once you do talk about it, say that person gives you the right tools to, to start working on how you feel about that. Just imagine if that weight's gone after a couple months. I mean, the mental weight that I've lost has been a thousand times more, a thousand times more, you know, satisfying than the physical weight. Which makes sense. The, the, the physical weight is a physical thing, you know, whereas the mental weight, you know, the physical weight can be measured in pounds, you know, can be measured in inches. It's quantifiable. You know, that mental weight fluctuates and grows and at times feels like the weight of the world. And yeah, because you can, you can put physical weight down, like you can take physical weight and set it down and it's no longer a burden. But mental weight is always there. I mean, you until you can learn to set it down, you're always carrying it. I mean, if that load is always there and it's always going to be a burden until you 
work through how to get rid of it, drop that off. And, and that what, is wearing yeah. and depressing. Oh, yeah. But what are the, what are the good things now about losing that mental weight? Um, enjoying time with my family. Um, you know, engaging my family. Um, you know, we've, we've taken several little family vacations at trips and stuff, and I've been able to be present and active. Um, that, that has been one of the most rewarding things. Um, I'm actually able to complete jobs now, um, you know, physically and mentally be able to complete jobs with my welding business and, you know, and all the outside work that I do, um, and, and not have them drag out forever the way they used to. Now, I will say every once in a while, one of my creative jobs might go a little bit longer, but you know, when you're trying to be super creative on something, it takes a little bit of time, but, um, for the most part, it's just been a complete reversal of what my life was. Um, and then, like I said, each time you drop something off and you're like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that 24 seven anymore. You know, I'm going to worry about that at this time and I'll take care of it when it's time. And then it'll be time to move on to the next project. So just getting that in line to where you can function on the daily without constantly stressing and worrying about it is, is been a, it's been a life changer. I believe it, man. And what, what are the things you're looking forward to now? You know, what, what's going on in your life now? Um, I've been running my own welding and fabrication business for about seven or eight years now. And I've been self-employed for that, that entire time. And I don't know, kind of tempted to maybe look for a job outside. Um, kind of wanting to get out of the, you know, the hermitage, I guess, cause I work alone. Um, maybe a part-time gig at first. I don't know if I'm quite ready to go full-time, you know, out in the workforce again. Um, I work actually working on, on a video for my YouTube channel, um, with a film producer. Um, he's wanting to tell my story. And so we're working on that. That'll be available sometime in October. Um, I'm just, just looking forward to living life. Um, we're going to start talking to some, some surgeons, some plastic surgeons this fall, um, in the winter about looking into getting the, the loose skin removed. Cause I, I feel like I'm ready for that, that step now. Um, you know, I've maintained the weight loss. I've got the mental processes, you know, going in, in working out. Um, so, you know, I've, I've worked up to the point where I thought I was ready several times, but I really wasn't because I've had several friends that have had the surgery in the, in the meantime and, you know, hearing their stories of how to be down for six weeks or down for nine weeks sitting still that long right now. Sounds like I would go nuts. So, but, but now that we've been working on it, I, I think I'm about ready. Um, like I said, I've got about 40 to 45 pounds of tissue that needs to be removed. And I'm, I'm to that point where I think I'm ready for that. Well, that, that's awesome to hear, man. And I think all of those things, you know, speak to all of the work that you've done, you know, in terms of being able to move yourself forward into the possibility of all of those things. I think that's, Sounds great. And obviously, you know, I mentioned this to you earlier. We'll make sure that there's links to your YouTube in uh, the show notes today so that people can, you know, see that video when it drops and we'll put it out there too as well. Man, I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and dive into this topic. I know, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, again, it's 
it's focusing on something that sometimes we don't focus on enough. So I, I appreciate your willingness to be open about your struggles and the challenges you faced and just the work you've done so people can hear not just about what it entails, but the possibilities that come with it. Yes, sir. And Justin, if anyone listening, you know, obviously I, I'm, I've directed them to your first episode already, but if they want to connect with you or follow along with what you are doing, where's the best places for them to find you? Um, Instagram account is, uh, my whole story's on there. Um, I, I started posting on there back in, I think December of 2019. Um, when my wife decided that I should probably start sharing. So, um, it starts out there and that is Dobbins, J W D O B B I N S J W all Laura case. And that's on, um, Instagram. And then I have, uh, let's see, I'm trying to look this stuff up as we're going. I have a, I have a TikTok at, and it's J W Dobbins all lowercase. Awesome. Well, I'm going to make sure that there's links and, you know, I'll make sure the cool. proper links are in there in the show notes for everyone so they can just click on that and get right there, man. But I, I just want to say a big thank you. You know, you've been on the show before. I appreciate you being willing to come back on and talk. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back on and letting me talk about this. I, uh, like I said, after, after losing the weight, you know, I was pretty vocal about, you know, weight loss and eating right and exercise. But then, you know, once the mental health stuff started hitting, I'm like, this, this is poor this is, this to me feels like it's more important because there's a lot of folks out there, you know, talking diet and exercise, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, not in the mental things. It's it, that to me, that's one of the more, that is the most important part now. Well, I, I appreciate you being willing to share that perspective with everyone and give them a, some real insight into it. So just, you know, thank you, man. It, it was great for us to sit down again. I appreciate your time. Like I said, everyone, the links to everything will be in the show notes, including Justin's YouTube, which, you know, he's told me there's not really anything on there yet, but this yep. video is going to be on there in October. Yeah, and so when By the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few weeks after that, but watch for it. And I'll make sure you're following me I'm in Justin. You know, we'll both, you know, share that link when it's available. Connect with him. Go ahead. There, there's currently a video. Um, if you if you search on YouTube, DDPY, DDPY, Justin, um, they put together a video, a little clip back in uh, 2020. Well, it came out January 2021 yeah. about my weight loss journey up to the point. Nice. So there's that out there already. Everyone connect uh -huh. with Justin. Connect with me on Instagram as well if you haven't already at Gourmet Goes Keto. On Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And then, my friends, after you go do all of that and you get ready for, for Justin's new video and what he's got going on, do something today to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us here on the very next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.